tear appeared in my eye and in my trousers. Hello and welcome to this week's edition of the G.E.E.K podcast. It's episode 90 and this week we have a double header. That's right, later on in this episode you'll hear an almost full podcast from Dan and Steve recorded on a boat. That's right, on a boat. A boat back from Amsterdam. We took Steve's little electric car, which you will hear all about, um, all the way to Hull, got on a boat, went to Amsterdam, went to see Twin Forks, came back. It was lots of fun and loads of. Uh, we've got lots of stories. You'll hear them all later. But before we get into that, we have something far more important to talk about. This last weekend, uh, November the 30th, we went to Wales Comic Con in Wrexham. Possibly our favourite Comic Con. Um, it's not the biggest. It may not look as exciting, but there's something about it. It's really kind of friendly. It's really personal. They always have some amazing guests, some good panels, amazing cosplayers. We'll forgive the fact that we have to go to Wales to see it. You know, it's 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 not the end of the world. It's a small price to pay. Um, but I'd say, speaking of guests, they have some really, really, really amazing guests there. Um, they had the cast of Storage Hunters. They have a bunch of wrestlers. They uh, have... Uh, people from Doctor Who, not that I care, but Steve was very excited. Some guy from Torchwood. Did you know Torchwood is an anagram of Doctor Who? Uh, yeah, I know. Mind blown. Um, people from Game of Thrones were there. People from Primeval, from Atlantis. Uh, Carl Kennedy from Neighbours, he was there. Um, cast of Red Dwarf. I'm the Red Power Ranger. How could I forget the Red Power Ranger? Um, but there was a couple of guests that were particularly more important to us than others. Uh, first up. It was me, Steve, and it was Claire, who you'll sure, I'm sure you remember from previous podcasts. Now, she was there in particular to meet two or three people. First up, we spoke about it a while back. She's obsessed with Supernatural, as are a lot of people who have Tumblr accounts. Okay, And there's a, a company called Rogue Events who run um, fan conventions for specific TV shows. And they do one in particular, which is called uh, Asylum. They've been, they're up to the 14th version of this, so it's been going for a little while. And they had, representing uh, Rogue Events, two people who have starred in um, Supernatural. First was a guy called Mark Shepard, who's actually been in a lot of stuff. He's been Firefly, I remember him from Firefly. He's in 24, he's been in Doctor Who. Um, and in Supernatural, he plays a guy called Crowley, who is apparently the King of Hell. Um, and also with him was the Queen of Hell. Uh, a lady called Elena Hoffman, who plays Abaddon in Supernatural. Now, this really, really excited Claire, unsurprisingly. Um, now, she tweeted them both, saying, please, 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 please give us an interview, please give us an interview. Um, and Rogue Events said, oh, we'll have to have, have a word with the guys, we'll see when we get there. So um, we thought, let's just get there and let's ask them. Anyway, Claire introduced herself to Elena Hoffman and said, can we get an interview? And she was like, yeah, cool, no worries. So uh, here it is. Um, this is Elena Hoffman from Supernatural, but as well as being in Supernatural, was also in uh, Stargate Universe, um, which is where I actually remember her from. And she was also she played Black Canary in Smallville. So whether you watch Supernatural or not, you may remember her from that. Um, so here's the interview, and after that, we have Giles from Buffy. Be excited. Coming up next. <laughs> <laughs> 
Hi, I'm here with Elena Huffman. Um, how are you? I'm good, how are you? I'm good, thank you. Um, you've been in so many amazing shows and you've played so many great characters. What's actually been your favourite character to play? Oh gosh, you know, the highlight of my year definitely has been Abaddon. Being on Supernatural has been a lot of fun. It's, it's interesting when you, when I, I say I've earned my geek cred because I've done a lot of, you know, genre type television and shows. Um, when you walk into a fandom that has you know, this much of a following, it's always a little scary because you don't know how you're going to be received. And I really was not expecting the reception I've gotten from the Supernatural fandom. And I was like, I'm the bad guy. They're going to hate me. Uh, I think it's an extra treatment as well as a female in the Supernatural fandom to be loved. Right? Amazing. It's amazing. And there's so much love. Um, I just I feel really blessed to be a part of it. It's really it's great. It's been a, it's been a great experience. Excellent. Well, I was going to say you've been most of the shows you've been have been sort of sci-fi based shows, which do tend to have eccentric fan bases. Yeah, I've done a lot of non-genre work, probably as much. Okay. It's just that that's, that's the, the stuff that gets the followings. Yeah. Sure. sure. Which of the sci-fi shows you've been on has the craziest fan base? I mean, Stargate has a humongous fandom. Mm. Of course, Superman, DC, Smallville has a big fandom. Um, <laughs> they're all a little crazy. Yay! <laughs> it's all a surreal experience when you're like, wow, it's a big commitment to be a part of this fandom. But, um, you know, Supernatural's really big. I didn't... I didn't We're your favorite, right? Yeah. I, well, I wasn't. I wasn't as embraced, honestly. The, the uh, Stargate fandom wasn't as loving to universe as they were to the other Stargate franchises, um, and so again, I was a little like, "Oh gosh, they're gonna hate me," and it's awesome. We are lovely, aren't we? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they are. Um, so, 8th to 10th of May next year, you're going to be at the Supernatural Convention Asylum, which yeah. is my first Supernatural convention that I'm going to. Yeah. Um, what can I expect? Should I be excited? What goes on? I've never been to Asylum. You've never been to any Supernatural conventions? Well, I have. I've been to the creation ones that are Supernatural. So, um, if it's anything like that, I mean, Mark might be the better one to ask. It's a lot of fun. I mean, it's really a group of, like, this international community that gets together to hang out and be a part of, you know, something that brings them together, which yeah. is really exciting and fun. And the thing that I think makes Supernatural so special is that Jared and Jensen, Misha, Mark, everybody is really connected and they make it relevant. So the fact that they show up to these things, the fact that they embrace it, that they love the fans, and they really do, they enjoy it and they love it. And, so and do you feel just as much part of it when you're there as them? Do they sort of include everyone? Oh, absolutely. I mean, it, yeah, it's amazing. I'm so excited. <laughs> oh yeah, you'll have fun. Um, okay, so your character Abaddon in Supernatural was epic and amazing. And yeah, the way you went out was really sudden and yeah. really sort of, not in a bad way, but almost anticlimactic. So for me, Not in that a bad means. Way. It totally sucked. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, I wasn't going to say that. Um, do you think there's a return on the card, and would you say yes to a return? Uh, yeah, I mean, if they came back to me and they had something, a good storyline for me, uh, I would love to entertain going back to the show. Um, you know, I, I want to know what's going on. I want to know because, like you said, I think that the, I think that there was a lot more potential for my character to have, and I don't feel like it. What she was used to her potential. Yeah. Um, I think most of the fandom agrees with you. Yeah, and and I, I feel like there's more story to tell. I, I they sort of pe pegged it like it was either Crowley or Abaddon. I think there was room for both. We could do a spin-off with the King and Queen of Hell. Right. I don't. I you know I don't know how that would fly. I don't run a network. I don't run a show. Um, so I, I don't you know I don't pretend to know have all the answers. 
But I definitely feel like my character was underutilized for how popular she was. And um, if they had a good storyline for me to come back to, yeah. Okay. Um, and finally, if you don't come back, what is next on the cards for you? Um, my real job, which is looking for a job. Uh, <laughs> And then my other real job, I have four kids. Okay. So that, you know, keeps me busy. And I've done a lot of conventions this year, which has been really fun. It's given me an opportunity to travel. I usually travel with, I take one of my kids uh, wherever I go, and it's, it, we call them mommy trips. <laughs> and so my daughter's here with me now. And uh, yeah, it's, it's fun. I just finished a movie in Toronto in the end of um, November. Called? Uh, it's called Deadly Voltage. So it'll probably come out around next summer. Um, I don't know exactly yet. I'll tweet it out. But if you want, follow me on Twitter, Adelina Huffman, and Instagram, Adelina Huffman. I do. Awesome. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you. So there we are. That was Claire's interview with Elena Huffman. First ever interview. Didn't she do well? I, I thought so. thought she sounded great. Um, now, she was excited during that, but you can imagine how excited she was when we got a tweet back um, from legendary British actor Anthony Stewart Head. That's right, Giles from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Okay, he was in Merlin as Merlin's dad and some other stuff as well, but that's nowhere near as important. Um, Giles is where it's at. Um, so, yeah, we asked him. He said yes. We introduced ourselves, um, and we said we'd take five minutes of his time. It took about ten. Um, his assistant was getting a little bit uh, angry at us, but I was trying to hurry Claire on. But to be fair to her, it wasn't her fault. She asked the question. And it was over pretty quickly. And then he would talk and talk and talk and talk, as you'll hear in a second. Um, but really, really, really interesting. Really nice guy. Really friendly. Talk about a lot of stuff you wouldn't really expect. They talk about dogs. Yeah. So here is Anthony Stewart Head uh, talking to Claire. Enjoy. I am here with the legendary Anthony Stewart Head. Um, how are you? Uh, I am. I'm legendary. Legendary, <laughs> amazing. Um, so there's a few different things I want to ask you um, some questions about. The first one I'm going to go straight in there with the acting. Um, you've done so many epic roles, so much good stuff. Have you got a favourite of everything you've done that's been the most fun to be? Um, I guess Frankenfurter, uh, just because he's he was so outside the box, um, and he. Um, he taught me a few things, but I must, you know, I'm, I've, I've been so fortunate to have done s such a variety of things. And I mean, Giles was pretty cool, and I, I loved the show. It was difficult being away from my family, but um, uh, I, at the same time, I'd just started class out in LA, and, and that was that changed a lot of my attitudes about acting. And so um, that, and I don't know. I did do a play a long time ago called Rope, uh, which I got some really nice reviews for. Uh, that was cool, playing Rupert Cadell. Um, but um, it's just it's just it's a, a great gig. I love I love my gig. Well, I like that you do it as well. If that helps, well, amazing. Thank you. I get to be paid for what I love doing. Yeah. Me too. <laughs> Um, okay, so as well as the acting, you've recently released an album, which we have in front of us. Um, I had to listen to it, it's really good. Thank you. Um, you've got Behind Blue Eyes on there. Funny story, I was just listening to that and I was like, I'm sure I know this song from somewhere. Dan just pointing out to me that I know it from you singing it in a really early episode of Buffy. Well, is that right? It, it's also a Who song. Yeah, but I didn't know that. What I'm saying is I recognised it as you singing it. Right, well, yes. I basically, I, 
I've been asked for some years to do uh, a proper cover of it because I, I only did the first verse and a half, I think, on Buffy. Um, and I didn't know how to, because when it goes into the middle eight, it goes into full rock. And I thought, well, that's going to sound really naff on a guitar. Anyway, I, I came up with the idea of doing it as a, as a piano song. I got a friend of mine in L.A. to do Tom McDonald, who has a, a wonderful feel for chords, and uh, he, he laid down the track for me. Um, the truly international way that you can record now. Um, and um, I, I think it works. It's a, it's a really gentle... Um, gentle rendition it's actually quite an angry song it was it was written originally as a forerunner of quadrophenia i think and it's about this it's about a, a slightly dysfunctional person excellent well you made it sound lovely so yeah. very much <laughs> um so you've also you're um in dominion at the moment which is on the sci-fi channel on thursday nights um, I watched the first episode yesterday and really enjoyed it. Oh, um, cool. The thing that threw me was, was your American accent, though. Oh. I felt like you were ducked. I was like, ah, that doesn't have an American accent. Um, are you enjoying doing that? I am. I mean, I, I must admit, there, were, there was a lot of indignance initially uh, from Amer American viewers basically saying, why did they get Anthony Head with his lovely voice? Why is he doing an American accent? Why would you do that? And it's basically because it's an American character. I'm an actor, and basically it was, you know, it's written as an American character. Do you think they were just upset that Giles isn't what all British people are like all the time and that they're able to be anything else? Well, the character, David Wheel is an odious piece of work, but he, you know, I mean, he's, he's, he's just very Machiavellian. He's just extremely manipulative and great fun to play. No spoilers, I'm on the first episode, careful. Um, <laughs> I think you probably get that picture pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, it, it doesn't take too long to work out that he has an agenda. Mm -hmm. um, but I mean, I, I, I've always felt with people that they say, you know, oh, you're playing a baddie now. Um, he doesn't wake up thinking I'm going to be bad today. Yeah. He wakes up with an agenda that he needs to fulfill, that he's got stuff that he wants to, you know. And if he just happens to trample on a few people on the way, tough, you know. Yeah. Well, I really enjoyed it. I'm looking forward to watching more. And apparently it's just been renewed for season two. Is that right? So that should be good. Um, final thing I wanted to ask you about, segueing a little bit now, going somewhere else entirely. Um, I'm a dog trainer. I have just found out that your partner Sarah Fisher, well, your partner is Sarah Fisher, who's a big um, name in dog training as well, which I was completely thrown and amazed by. Um, you have started something called Cool to Be Kind with her. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that? Uh, yes, um, Cool to Be Kind uh, is basically a way of raising funds for animal welfare uh, organizations that don't have the resources to pay for uh, merchandise uh, because it costs quite a lot to, to, to churn these things out even though they're just little um, bands, wristbands being able to pay for the initial run on something like that is quite a, a drain on, a, on, on a, a welfare organization that is struggling anyway just to buy food for the animals um, so Sarah had this idea at the beginning of the year, wouldn't it be a good idea if we started something where the logo is simply cool to be kind and it's got four little animal prints on it so that it basically it's just about being cool to be kind to animals, all animals. And so we send out a starter pack of 33 
to any organization, an animal welfare organization that, that writes to us. And they sell those for three euros a piece. And then they, whatever they want to do with the money is their, their business. They can either pocket it and put it into animal feed or whatever. Or they can then buy more wristbands at cost price. I think they, they, they're about 20p a time. And again, sell them at a, at a profit. And so therefore, it's a great way if you wanted to donate money to an organization, instead of donating the money straight, you donate our wristbands at cost price and they can uh, basically sell at 10 times the amount. So it's, it's, a, it's an extraordinary way of, of generating money for, for organizations that are too small to really to be able to do them themselves. Yeah. And since the beginning of the year, we've now got about, we've given away or sold about 23,000, and we've got about 80 organizations worldwide on board. So it's, it's, it's really, it's cool. And how can people get involved? Is there a website or something they can buy them from? Or? Um, if you go to um, Cool To Be Kind, uh, if you Google it, um, you'll see there are various avenues. Uh, and tillyfarm.co.uk is, is uh, the, our workplace, or Sarah's workplace, yeah. basically. And, and uh, there's, all, there's a link to that. And there's also an excellent, a deeper explanation of it. I love it. I love the simplicity. I think it's such a great idea. It's such a great idea. And basically, I just go to you know friends that I work with and say, would you, you know have a picture? Would you would you like a wristband? And they have a wristband, and I take a picture of them with one on. And it, the sales did kind of rocket when Benedict Cumberbatch had his had, had his picture taken with one. But um, I've had to, you know, I mean, Eve's had her picture taken with. We've got. I think I've seen Seth Green with one. Oh yes, oh yes, Sarah Michelle Gala. We've had lots, lots yeah. and lots. Amazing, really, really great. Um, final question um, before we let you go um, is. Um, What's your favourite ever episode of Buffy? I have to ask because I'm a giant, giant Buffy fan. Um, Quick. There are a few. Uh, well, I have to. In, okay. in which, in which case, it has to be um, once more with feeling, just because it's you know, I mean, that was it. Take took a long time for you know, we 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 talked about it in the pilot uh, about doing a musical, and every season I'd say, you know, we're going to do what you know, and then one year this you know this CD turned up with Joss and his wife singing the songs. It was like, oh my god, it is amazing. I think that's my favourite episode of anything ever, not just Buffy. It's and amazing. It and Emmy. That's ridiculous, isn't it? Furious. Thank you very much, Anthony. (laughs) And there you go. The nicest man on television, according to Claire. Not that she knows that many men on television, but, you know. Um, Now, we have one more little kind of uh, little clip we want to play for you. Now, another thing we did, um, quite a big event happened this week, and that is the new Star Wars teaser trailer dropped. Um... Internet went mental, um, understandably, because it's awesome. Now, we thought, what better place than to gauge public opinion than at a Comic-Con? I mean, everyone will have seen it, surely. You're at a Comic-Con, you're into Star Wars, pretty much. Um, so we went round, we asked a bunch of people what they thought, and uh, here is their opinions. Um, one really awesome uh, interview we actually got, Jesse McClure from Storage Hunt has told us what he thought. Um, that's the last one, um, the American guy, obviously, but also the my favourite one, apart from Jesse, which is awesome, um, foreign lady. You'll, you'll understand who I mean. Um, just like, it's too Disney, it's far too Disney. Just 
Brilliant, wonderful lady. Uh, anyway, here we are. This is uh, this is the voice of the people, the voice of the Welsh people and the American and foreign lady. Okay, so new Star Wars uh, uh, trailer. What do you think? Uh, it looks promising. Looks very promising. Uh, very excited to see the Millennium Falcon. Uh, to be honest, I was very excited to see that. That's about it. <laughs> you know, the rest is, you know, I, I kind of always liked the Star Wars films. You know, I think everyone didn't like. Um, Phantom Menace and then everything else was okay but um, no uh, I'm really excited about it I can't believe it's a year we've got to wait now I know me too me too there you go thank you very much cheers you're welcome cheers see you later right so we just want to check have you seen the Star Wars trailer and what you thought of it yeah absolutely it's incredible it just took me back to my childhood really when I kind of watched all the original series it's just immense and yeah it'll be nice to see new characters old faces back in the films it's just one of them, it's such an impact thing. It's only like a minute and a bit long, isn't it, the trailer? But no, it's awesome. Quality. Hi, man. Yeah, I've seen it. It does look uh, quite good. It looks pretty dark. Um, doesn't give away a lot, but I suppose it's just a teaser trailer at the moment. So, it should be pretty cool. Wanted to know, have you seen the new Star Wars trailer? Yes. What did you think? Brilliant. Awesome. Best bit? All of it. Oh, I'll do. Thank you. So, uh, just want a, a quick opinion on the new Star Wars trailer, if that's okay. I'm very excited. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, reminds me of 1977 when I saw well, 76 when I saw the original. Fantastic, fantastic. Thanks very much. Okay, thank you. Could just ask, have you seen the new Star Wars trailer? I have, yeah. Would you mind telling us what you think? Um, I don't, I don't really know. Words can't describe it. I don't, I don't want to really ruin the, uh, ruin the show. So, I, I really hope it's good and it's okay. as good as the others so that's, that's all i really got to say have you all seen the star wars trailer of course yeah. right um i liked it looks very good um i like the the lightsaber with the little cross a lot of people seem to like some it. people hate that some people love it it's meant to be an exhaust thing isn't it it's like really powerful so that's actually like the energy coming out of it but i think it looks very cool awesome yeah i found it brilliant i like the new stormtroopers the look is pretty good so I really liked it, um, especially the new R2 unit, because I'm going to build one now. <laughs> Is that the rolling one? Yes, I've got to build one of those. I've got a proper one. I also liked it, and sort of, I did like the Millennium Falcon part, where it's, it's spinning through all of the, uh, the different ships and stuff. Uh, it's pretty cool. Considering asking the police what they thought of the uh, new Star Wars trailer, one of two things is going to happen. Either, oh, one of three things. Either they will have seen it and they'll give us a quick snippet of what they thought. They won't have seen it and they won't all give us a quick snippet of what they thought. Or either of those and I'll get myself arrested. Sorry guys, we're looking for opinions on the new Star Wars trailer. Have you seen the new Star Wars trailer? Uh, yeah, my police opinion is I don't have oh. seen the But my personal opinion <laughs> is I've seen the trailer and it's amazing. Okay, we'll keep that off camera. But we'll <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Have you seen the Star Wars trailer? The Star Wars trailer? The new one? No. No? no. I see the Star Wars trailer, the new one. Oh, you have? Yeah. Okay, well, we just want to know your opinion of it. Is that okay? Just what you thought of it, that's all. Can I say everything I want? Yeah, anything you like, absolutely. Looks so Disney. Like, uh, in the beginning you have this guy, this black guy, look at you like, oh my god, where I am? That's the desert, oh my gosh. And after that, uh, start to have a little teeny mini shoot about people. I'm, I'm happy because I'm a Star Wars fan and I really want to see the movie but I'm a little afraid it will be too much Disney. Uh, when I'm in Disney, I love Disney, but when I'm in Disney I mean uh, will be so much funny and with too much uh, comic scene and not with a uh, 
the Force. <laughs> so, Superman, what do you think of the new Star Wars trailer? I was just really, really happy to see X-Wings, TIE Fighters, Star Destroyers, Luke, and not a, as little CG as possible. It's so much better. Felicia, what do you thought of the new Star Wars trailer? Well, you know, I've been pretty disappointed in some reboots of films. You know, uh, I gotta be honest, you know, a few days prior they came out the Jurassic World trailer, and I felt like it was a little bit on the cheesy side. I'm still excited because I enjoy the Jurassic Park films, but I had that same kind of expectation going into the Star Wars trailer. Not to mention you have your uh, plethora of people putting out fake Star Wars trailers and then throwing the Rick Roll on you and you get so pissed off. But needless to say, I saw it and I'm really excited. It brought me back to my younger days where I'm like, I could get into this again. So, And on top of the fact, any way you can put Boba Fett back into the mix, I'm, I'm always game for it. So I'm really excited for it. I'm gonna, as soon as I get home from this Comic-Con, I'm going to go stand in line for the movie already. So. And a lightsaber with the hilt, in or out? Uh, on the fence still, so I don't have an answer yet. But I, I'm, I'm hoping for the best. I, yeah, exactly. Awesome. Thank you very much. You Cheers. And there you have it, that's everything from Wrexham Comic Con for this year. We'll be back again next year, back in April. Um, again, really, really can't recommend that little, lovely little Comic Con enough. Um, but next up is a podcast that myself and Steve tried to record on the ferry, uh, all the way back from Amsterdam. Now, it does cut off a little bit abruptly at the end. Um, unfortunately, there was issues with the recorder. Um, so we've still got a good 50 minutes to an hour of podcast, but, um, we didn't get to get to our one more thing and we didn't get to geek out, but it's fine. Just, um, just imagine us geeking out at the end. That's, that's enough. Um, so, um, this is it from me. Um, I'll be back next week with Reg, um, see what he thought of Star Wars. Uh, you know, sure he, he cares, although it's set in space, so probably not. Um, other than that. Thanks, this is Dan geeking out for now, and enjoy Dan and Steve arguing for an hour. Bye! Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it's the Steve Show, no, episode no, number three. No, 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 <laughs> Never. Hello. No. <laughs> Hello. This isn't, this is the g.e.e.k podcast, Stephen. Just because you're here doesn't mean that it's the Steve Show. I bit my lip. Okay, excellent. Is we, that going to be the... We, yeah. We've wow. suffered an onboard uh, casualty. On We're board. on a boat. What do you mean by on board, Steve? We're on a boat. We're on a boat. Everybody look at me because I'm sailing on a boat. So am I. So is everyone else amongst us. Um, it's episode, don't know. And the reason for that is I don't think this pod is going to be time sensitive. So it may not be Why? the immediate one. I'm not sure we're going to be talking about anything that is relevant in terms of uh, urgent news. We're just going to be talking about our trip. When has any episode ever been time sensitive? Oh, always. You're like, oh, what about that episode when I was talking about all those times I got drunk in Manchester yeah, with my friends? Yeah, well, that's fine. But How is that time sensitive? Dan? That's the, the preamble. Once the preamble's Pramble. over, preamble. Pramble. There's an E in there. Yeah, preamble. missing an E. The preamble. Once the preamble's Tremble. gone, we get onto the actual, the the serious stuff. You were talking in your sleep last night. Yeah, apparently. Could do you want to explain where we are? <laughs> okay, we are on a boat. Um, me and Steve had uh, a wonderful adventure in the car from Stockport to Hull. Yes, in the Steve's electric, electric car. car. And uh, unfortunately, you guys haven't had the uh, the story of his electric car yet. He'll probably get to that. Oh, we haven't talked no, about it. No, you yet, haven't have talked we? about your electric car. I the important stuff. Car. The important bit is we went to Hull. We got on a boat. We went to Amsterdam. Um, 
We're going to prioritise that part. Occasionally, we may slip into Cockney for no apparent reason other well, than we have spent an inordinate amount of time together, and it happens. I don't We've know why. When, when did it first start happening? When we went to London. We've decided their characters. Mine's called Stephen. Yeah, his is called Steve. Of course it is. And mine is not Dan, apparently. <laughs> not, not Dan. Dan. Alright, not Dan. Yeah, not Dan. <laughs> but what was wonderful was apparently I uh, I was talking in my sleep last night in Cockney. Oh, it was so funny. <laughs> I wrote it down. I wrote it. Wait, wait, wait. Two seconds. <laughs> I, I'm gutted instantly. I found the note. I, I'm gutted that we didn't do more of what you suggested we do for the video. As we didn't in, do any of do, it. Do uh, movie Yeah, we didn't lines. do any of it. Apart from when all those people were getting on that boat yeah. that we were on, the tour boat, and I said we're going to need a bigger boat, yep. which, in fairness, was hilarious. At the time. So Keep an eye on our YouTube channel, youtube.com.sg.e.e.e.k, home of the 10,000 viewed video, baby metal video. Or youtube.be forward slash. Oh, YouTube. YouTube.be. Dot B. You got to 10,000 views on that video you made. Congratulations. In a week. Very exciting. In a week. Um, okay, so uh, last Suck. night, last night I was. Um, we were in a I lovely hotel. Yeah, it was a, it was amazing. Um, I couldn't sleep for whatever reason, mm -hmm. whether it be playing Peggle or. Uh, yeah, his having... eyes were the size of saucers. I tell you, no <laughs> way. He wasn't. Well, we went you, to Amsterdam. What, the next morning, like pistols in the snow. How good are we? The... I think I got passively stoned. That's probably the case. You cannot avoid it. But anyway. What did I say? You're derailing my conversation. Yeah, so what did I say? <laughs> so, anyway, I was wide I awake, know. you were fast asleep, um, well. and about three o'clock in the morning, four o'clock in the morning, um, <laughs> you, on the bunk above me, just comes out rambling, incognito. No, I haven't seen any of that at all, he said. Okay. And he said, yeah, I'm, I'm not getting any, any announcements from it. And that's when you slip I'm back into... I'm not getting any announcements. Yeah. Okay. So you started off, just to recap, you said, I I haven't seen any of that at all right. in Cockney. Okay. And then you said, yeah, I'm not getting any, any announcements from him. And about an hour later, you rolled over and went, what, Amsterdam? We've just been to Amsterdam. <laughs> <laughs> I think he was going through his tiny brain. I have no idea. <laughs> I wish I remembered. I don't remember even dreaming. Of course you don't. Of course no. you don't. But it, a week doesn't go by that you don't go, let's go to Prague. Let's go here. Let's go to Disney. I've asked you to go to Prague. You asked me to go lots of places. So that was probably it. I was probably having a dream about you asking me to go on holiday. <laughs> like, Amsterdam. Why would we want to go to Amsterdam again? Just been. Shout out to Alex, by the way. Who? Who? Uh, Alex, who's, who we're going to do the Lost Pod with. Oh, right. Eventually. And hopefully Lindsay as yeah, well. Did you, yeah, episode two of the Steve Show went mm. up last week. Uh, shout out to Chris as well. Yeah. So I just I, can I just talk about this for a second because I haven't really got a chance to talk about the Steve show okay. since since yeah. it aired. Um, a couple of uh, well, it was actually a couple of months ago we were talking about this, and you tasked me with the the idea of saying, okay, well, well, if you can't get to us every week because there is definitely a mileage issue, um, why don't you go and record some bits and pieces with, with people interested? I don't think that's what happened. I think you just came back and went, I've got a podcast. No, you said, you, you said, <laughs> right. you know, can you record with friends? Okay. And there were a lot of people interested and asking right. what it was about and stuff. Yeah. And there's been people saying, I really want to get involved for a long time. Okay. Um, one, uh, a filmmaker friend of mine, Dave, a really nice guy, uh, American as well. So right. that'll be a, a nice change. Excellent. Um, you know, maybe, maybe no Cockney some, there. Yeah, no Cockney there. Um, so yeah, I've got a couple of people lined up. It's not that I'm I'm branching out. It's just that 
I, I, I want to be part of this as much it's, as possible, but sometimes it isn't practical. It's like when Hyuna, out of four minutes, went solo and did that song with Sai and it blew up and was, a, was massive. Um, what are you talking about? Hyuna still with oh, four minutes. Arguably, she is probably the most popular one out of the five of them. Right. The only reason I'm going to allow this to happen is because I've become aware of the fact that there is a market following. (laughs) (laughs) The only reason why I haven't dropped the mic and jumped off this ship. (laughs) Everyone is still still amazed at the fact that baby metal fans of of just you met one today. Yeah, I met one. I went and bought an awesome awesome t-shirt. I was gutted because she was quite pretty. And yeah. she was talking to you. I walked off hell? and I had my Gimme Choco t-shirt on. And she went, that's a cool t-shirt. What is that? I just can't do the voice. <laughs> and I was like, accent. oh, it's, it's, um, it's a band called Baby Metal. And she goes, Baby Metal. Oh, I love Baby Metal. And then we started. <laughs> she was like, aren't they too young? <laughs> no, no, no. It was, um, I, they worry me though. Because, you know, that whole Japanese thing where they're too young and soon they'll be too old. Um, and they won't want them anymore. And I went, no, no. Relax, don't worry. I got this behind them, and I went into the history of Sakura Gakuin and how they're like a school um, idol band. And, and Suzuka has left, and she is now she she can grow old now gracefully and remain with the band because they have become their own thing. And that woman's response was, was "That'll be twenty euros, please." You know, she was like, she she responded in being, "Ah, okay." It's like, hey, there's 20 years. And it's like, yeah. And then we've talked about, uh, I went to see them in London. Got it. Which is like, cool. Who did we see in Amsterdam last we night? We saw Twin Forks. Oh. Go back to episode 20-something. Was it that early yeah, on? Yeah, it was well early on. No way. Yeah. Within the first six months, definitely. Um, and we interviewed Twin Forks, who are, um, well, predominantly Chris Caraba and um, a guy called John. I forget his surname. Um, Who's a drummer. No, no, he's a bassist. He's a bassist. With um, a hat. He always wears and that at same the time, hat. he had Lovely Susie, and he had uh, Ben Hamala. Her name out, wasn't Lovely Susie. Books, and he's also blowing play with brand new and some amazing bands. And, and just ridiculous. Um, but they weren't there. He had his cousin on the drums, which is cool. He sounded very southern, <laughs> yeah. didn't he? And they've replaced one beautiful Susie with two beautiful newbies. What's the name of the girl with the glasses? I can't remember. Caitlin or Caitlin. Can she be Cam- my wife? No, she's mine. I believe I called dibs. Uh, yeah, that doesn't count. Dibs definitely count. Yeah, I know, but I know Chris, so I have his email address. But it was a, it was a weird gig. I dare you. I we- double dare you to send that email. Okay. I double dare you to send that email going, you, saying, you know the girl with the glasses? Can she be my I life? I quite like her. Can she be my life? P.S. Sean wants her. He called dibs, yeah. but I've got your email address, he, so that don't matter. He wasn't polite enough to turn up at the interview. He just saw you later and took the free ticket. I was, I was in work. Yeah. Uh. So was I, technically. Second job. So However, I, my point there, while we're on the subject of the gig, um, I don't know whether this is a standard between Dutch gigs and English gigs, but we're standing there. Wait, there's no support, and it's the doors were eight, act was on oh, at nine. So and we're weird. standing there, and I went down to tie my shoelace, and then I noticed and I was checking the, uh, my phone. And then I noticed the, the lights had dimmed. And I was like, ooh. And I stood up and went, oh, no, it mustn't be. Everyone's quiet. And yeah. I turned to my right. And there's Chris and everyone. Everyone on the, ba- up, uh, on, on the I stage. Like, I don't know what's And no happening. one's reacted. Sean. I was so Why weird. is everyone not excited? So I started going, woo. Yeah, like I, you did. I did a little clap and a woo. 
and then what did he say he addressed it he was just like sorry Hi. don't get too excited guys <laughs> i'm like woo there was about 100 people it was a very small gig 100 people they played for ages which was nice and i think at first they were a bit like why isn't anyone really getting into this but people did get into it uh, why is I, it just I, hand singing i'll be honest i got into it enough for everyone yeah he definitely did the most wonderful moment of my recent life was um there's an amazing song on one of Dashboard Confessionals early albums, yep. Swiss Army Romance. Yep. And whenever he plays that live, there's a bit at the end where he just shouts, We're not 21, but the sooner we are, the sooner we're fun. You know that bit? Yeah, yeah. So, and he just backs off from the mic and just watches, watches and listens while everyone else sings it. And every Dashboard or Chris solo gig I've been to, everyone is shouting it out. So I'm there going, all right, all right, here we go. And it's like me and one tiny little other like voice opposite people. side yep, or something. Yep. Just I'm like, we're not 21. And afterwards, <laughs> I was, I don't know whether I was complimented, but he was like, you guys sound great. And then some girl turned to me and he goes, well, you did anyway. <laughs> like, why don't Where's you go up? Why don't you go up again? there? You also go up there. We are getting quiet we now. Are, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, there's a mic up there. A spare mic I should do. And he's like, hi, yeah. That's a heuristic. No. Das ist richtig. Um, Incidentally, not in Germany. Nope. But I did, however, get to say a bit of German today. When okay. all those Germans got on the boat, uh, on the boat, and when they were getting off, one said "Danke." I said "Bitter." That's a cool story. Just politeness. Um, anyway, so um, L Brads, she sent a tweet to our Twitter. Yeah, a tweet, a tweet to our, to our Twitter. Twitter. That's a thing, isn't it? Right. We have um, a like follower <laughs> who's um, a tweet to our Twitter. Who is a big fan of Chris. And dashboard and twin forks, um, and I think she, we, she obviously found us through. I feel like Terry Wogan okay. in Children in Need. Why? When he's going, oh, you can tweet to us at Children in Need. What, what does that Twitter? mean then? What's that Twitter? <laughs> or or you can or <laughs> he's from he's from the lakes now. Uh, or you can donate via PayPal. What is PayPal? I'm starting to feel like that. You can tweet our Twitter. Okay. Anyway, Elbrad. Elbrad found us through that interview. So she tweeted us through mm. our Twitter, <laughs> saying, tell him I miss his stupid she, face. So when we were queuing up to see him at the end, I thought, right, tell him. Right, <laughs> In fact, right, I'm just going right, to show him this tweet. You remember us? Hello. I know we weren't, we weren't Cockney back then, but, no. you know, times change. <laughs> People change. Uh, uh. Don't live in the past, Chris. No. Stop playing your dashboard songs. Yeah. Talk about remembered. that in a second. He, re he recognised me. He got excited about you. Yeah, he I, shook your hand. I, a tear appeared in my eye and in my trousers. He might listen to this. Yes, he won't. It's fine. Moving on. Um, but yeah, you recorded. Uh, you showed him the tweet. He said, he said, hey, I really miss you. Here's my stupid face. Mm -hmm. And uh, he nearly went, hi, this is Chris from Dashboard. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't need to. <laughs> He's like, oh, wait. It's um, what got me was... With with the first and only Twin Forks that I gig that I've been to mm -hmm. prior to yesterday, mm -hmm. um, he was very clearly trying to push his new band. Yeah, it was like I'm not here to be Chris. I'm not here to be Dashboard. I'm here to be Twin Forks Correct. to be part of Twin Forks, which is great. It's fine, and that's technically why he and he did do a cover. Mm -hmm. He did do a cover, but he didn't do a cover of a Dashboard song. He did a cover of Weezer, so yeah. it doesn't quite count. Mm -hmm. It's not saying I'm playing Dashboard. It's saying I'm playing Weezer, right? With yeah. um. Which is a Shit, what's a song. it called? That song. That's Scorcho. Yeah. yeah. I love that song. He uh, so he he did a, a cover of that on a dashboard confessional. I know album, he did. Though. I know so he did. So it was a cover of a dashboard confessional no. cover of El well, No, he could he could get away with the technicality yes. by saying, "Look, yes. I'm not covering one of my old songs. I'm covering That's Weezer." Fine. Um, but with this gig, 
it seemed that there was a lot of um, a lot of DC songs mixed in. And I was talking to I was talking to old Brad's about it, mm-hmm. and she said that they're doing that more now. And well, they isn't he need... making an album? Is he, he is. making he's a doing DC... an, He's he's working on another dashboard. He he has a different way of writing with the band. Um, dashboard officially is Chris. Anyone else who who plays with him is is his is his backing band. They become Dashboard, but it seems the same with Twin Forks. Right. I mean, three fifths of, of Twin Forks is different now. But um, I can't believe I said to that girl, "Welcome to Twin yeah, Forks." Yeah, welcome to Twin Forks. And you were like, "Yeah, she's been there a year now." <laughs> but mm. time goes by so fast. Yeah, time goes but yeah, by on the, so slowly. What I what I did like was on the set list, which we saw. Um, it's just every now and again it said DC. Yeah. So it's just like why didn't we get a he would list? just he would just kind of turn to the other band and go I'm going to do this one now because I, I feel like it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and do you remember, I I don't know whether you you heard me or not but what? a couple of songs in mm-hmm. after he'd done that first dashboard yeah. song and he did a different song and I'd lean forward to you and I said if he does hands down I'm going to lose it. Yeah. Um, and he did. And he did. And I that for is the, the first, one that they've rehearsed he managed to, what he did as a band though. He managed to do. The the first three or four words he said, "Breathe in for luck, breathe mm-hmm. in so deep." And this air is blessed. That, well, I didn't get that far when he f- when he said those first few lines. I started jumping up and down as high as I could, and then I stopped because I couldn't move. I, I was just so emotional, and Aww. that was because there's a couple of reasons. One, that song means a lot to me. I mean, I I, I was a very I was at a very emo time in my life when I was listening to that over and over again okay. in my bedroom. Mm-hmm. With my marshmallows and popcorn, okay, crying into a sea of tears. Right, <laughs> the last one's probably made up. But the, I mean, I, I gigs for me weren't something that I'd, I'd go to one every now and again. But I, I'd, I'd, I sort of disassociated gigs with music that I liked. I don't know. It's weird. Um, it's the weirdest I'd, statement I've ever heard. I in my used to life. go and see gigs when I used to get bought them for Christmas presents and birthday presents. Okay. Um, Disassociate so with music. I never sort like. of went and seeked out a band, and then and then they split up, and I was like, I'll never get to hear that song live. And I was Dashboard. kind of bored. Yeah. No, they never and split was, up. That's well, the thing they, they stopped. They stopped touring, and I kind of got upset about it because I love that song. And when he started playing it, I was like, Wow, I, I am going to get to hear okay. it. Oh, fair enough. Now they have played actual gigs as, as Dashboard Confessional, um, and it's been the Twin Forks band recently. Mm. I mean, in the last year or so. Um, I've, it's mainly little kind of. I mean, you know, if they're doing like a festival or something like that, and they're yeah. booked as Dashboard, the, the band will be there playing with them. So it won't be um, any of the others. How many pissed off fans do you think that there would be if you imagine for a second right. a Dashboard? gig mm-hmm. in a big city in the US yep in a sold out arena yep because they used to sell out arenas they definitely did go on and the guys that were at the front of these gigs that had queued to get to the front or queued to pay extra for tickets VIP tickets and stuff could see Chris Grabber in a tiny pub full of about 60 yep. to 70 people oh, how yeah. do you think they'd feel Um, I think they'd feel lucky because I've done it so uh, the, the the biggest They'd gig. They'd look to be at the, the smaller gig or the bigger. The gig? biggest gig I've ever seen them play was supporting Maroon Five. Me and Reg talked about this. We left right yeah, after yeah, they yeah. finished. Um, Maroon go The smallest yourself. gig I've ever been to see him in was not last night. It was um, in London in the Camden Barfly. 
as dashboard. It was it was Chris and the guitarist, um, the second guitarist. So I can't remember his name. Um, and it was amazing. And it's supported by Frank Turner, which was wow. even more amazing. Um, but in so the day, about seven or eight mean, years if you, ago, if you look at if you look at a while back when they were sort of peaking, yeah, there would there would have been sold out gigs. So you mean around about uh, Mark Commission of Band of Scar? That's the album, That's the album, album with name. hands yeah, down yeah. on right. So yeah, they never played arenas without supporting someone. I saw them in the Did states. Did they not? I saw them at the House of Blues, which is probably about a two thousand capacity venue. So it's big, but not quite that big. But still, amazing. Maybe I just imagined them to be bigger than they were. Mm. But they were on the Spider-Man soundtrack. That's true, and that's the one song I wanted to play. I wanted to play Vindicated. Vindicated. I was going to shout it, and I was like, "No one will no, know that." No, you don't want to. You don't want to. You I don't want to be that guy. Things. But anyway, I don't know. I mean, I, I compare it to. Um, I, I said to you on that night, uh, mm. I compare it to the fun gig that we went to in London, yeah. and how awesome that was. It was a. Yeah. It was a very similar sized gig. Yeah. yeah. Um, and you know, Claire says to this day, we talked about Claire a lot on the pods, and you've you've probably heard her a few times and seen her on videos. Yeah. Um, that was one of her favourite gigs she's ever been to, and Claire's been to a lot of gigs. Mm. I think Claire could school us on oh, gigs, it was. considering that she... It was she... one of my favourites as well, because it was just... It, it was the one and only gig they were doing. It was like a showcase gig, and they knew that it was going to sell out to fans, because uh, We Are Young hadn't properly come out yet. Yeah, yeah. And all that were there were fans. There were people singing along to yeah. all their songs. And then we went to that huge gig that they did, mm-hmm. like, uh, that was Academy didn't, One. Didn't feel the same. It was still really good. Was it Academy, yeah, Academy One? One they were doing all their songs again, same kind of songs. Mm-hmm. No one was singing along apart from when We Are Young came on. Mm. And it just and they didn't really have time to come out and talk. Do you to remember us. though? We were outside then after the gig, because um, we were waiting around to meet them. Meet was this in London or is it in the Manchester? It's in London, and there was um, a security guard there who started talking to the fans about it. Like older guy, and he was, you know, just asking him, "Who are they?" Or not heard or whatever. Wow. And he, and his point, he, he said, "I'll tell you now, though, they're going to be big. They, that I could see them playing stadiums." Really? He, yeah. The, the he, he literally said, that. said those words. Everyone's like, "Yeah, one day." And there they Happened are. Next week. There they are. His radio one took a liking to it. They got played on the Super Bowl, was it? That they got featured on. Um, I mean, they got played on Glee. Yeah, well, that's how uh, did you not know that, Steve? Uh, Come on, uh, sales pitch, isn't it? I like that he, that Nate eventually came out and said, "Oh, you should have said." I was just down there doing yeah, stuff, exactly. <laughs> waiting there in the cold, and then we missed. We, we got the very last train back and got back to the car park, and then found out that the car park, although so it was twenty four hours, yeah. meant you can leave it there overnight. But it closes at like eleven. I don't think I've ever been in that in, no. in my life that furious. It was cold. It was like middle of December or something. And the, the security guard was like, "Well, you can come in and get your stuff from the car, but I'm not letting you take your car out." Yeah. What? But anyway, we were in Amsterdam. <laughs> yeah, sorry, we're on a boat. <laughs> yes, still. Have you missed me? On, on a, a, a pod- Yeah, I, I want you and Reg and me on a podcast together. It's been a long time. It's been a long time. You. How have you been? Beat to step two. Step two. You know, since you were busy <laughs> killing me. Oh, okay. You're. Going I've been forward. really busy. Yes. Uh, let's just briefly because we've already been talking about 23 minutes. Um, let's briefly talk about how we got to the ferry terminal. <laughs> My car. Okay. I, I, I'm going to give you two minutes. Really? To sum up your, no, just to sum up your feelings about your car, and then we can tell the actual story of that car journey specifically. Explain. I, I couldn't think of a word other than proud. Okay. Not of my driving, 
not of the whole experience, but of how my car performed. We're going to get to that, but do you, if you not want to go, I've got an electric car, it does this, this oh, is Oh, no, I thought amazing. you were asking me about is, the journey. No, that's the bit we're going to talk about in a minute. Okay. Just go geek out a minute for two minutes on your car. Okay. So, uh, shortly after I got uh, an upgrade to my iPhone 6, um, a friend pointed out to me that I deserve a posh car rather than driving That's around in a Picanto. Such a ridiculous Pican statement. I know. Rather than driving around in a Picanto. Well, you've got an iPhone love, 6. I you love, uh, must get a better car. Shut up. Uh, I love the Picanto. I didn't get rid of the Picanto because I wanted to get rid of the Picanto. I got the Renault Zoe because I really, really loved it when I took it for a test you've drive. you've been going on about electric cars for ages. I've been on and off about it, mm -hmm. haven't I? Yeah. Ever since meeting Robert Llewellyn. Yes, that's um, exactly it. Robert he put that Crayton. seed, he put that seed in my brain. Himself. Yeah, told him get an electric car. And we're going to Wrexham in a couple of weeks' time. We'll talk about that next week. He's not there. Is he not? No. Right, okay. He was at Birmingham last week, which we didn't go to because no one would go with me. Well, I was in work. Yeah. Um, but next time I see him, I'm going to chew his ear off about it because it's technically his fault. Mm -hmm. uh, also, all the uh, review videos I've seen for uh, the Renault Zoe and electric cars in general, apart from Robert Llewellyn's ones, uh, all the videos are gash. They're terrible. So we're going to, uh, we're going to do one. Uh, we're going to do it properly. We've done it. Um, we've often done it. No, no, we've done a, an, an example journey, but I really want to get to the nitty gritty of what the yeah. car does. It's basically a 20 grand car uh, that I got for £11,000. I'm, I'm paying about £30 more a month for it. Uh, and, and you notice it. I mean, you've got to admit that in it, it's comfortable, it's quiet, yes, and it's big. The car. Um, you have 30 seconds left. A, a lot of technology in it which is the reason why I wanted to get it. It's not just the fact that it's saving the environment. I didn't get it for that. It's because of the fact that it's a, it's a, it's, it's a computer uh, in a box with wheels on it. Yes. Uh, right now, uh, well, if I had signal, uh, I could check how much battery's on it and how much range we've got you left. Can. Um, it does all kinds. I've got Twitter and Facebook on it. Uh, it's, it's ridiculous. And last but not least, and this is my final point I'll make, I'm going to name it, um, even though it's called Zoe, Renault yeah. Zoe, I'm going to name it uh, GLaDOS. Yeah. Because it's white with tinted blue bits and black, exactly like Glados from Portal, mm -hmm. and it's covered in um, tones. So it gives you, it plays. Uh, uh, they're basically M4As. They're, they're small audio files. Um, That's uh, actually, all they are. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they play. Um, so if you go through a speed camera, it'll play a tone. Uh, if you uh, go faster than you should be on a, on a road it'll play a tone. If you're running out of power, it'll play a tone. If you start it up, it'll play a tone. And all of them are like, bing, boom, 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 boom. Mm -hmm. um, like Windows tones. Yes. Uh, and I'm going to figure out a way of changing those bad boys to, it. hello, how have you been? Yeah. And your idea, which I really liked, is turret sounds when I go past speed pre-cameras. Hello, I can see you. Exactly. I think it would be amazing. I really want it to... Um, because there's a button, I know you're giving me when limited you go too time, fast, we've gone past that. Can you put a comment about you being fat? Uh, yes. Um, uh, but that's what I wanted to do. Look at you, soaring through the air without a care in the world. Yeah, that's good. You know, from Portal 2 when yeah. she's getting pissy with you because you're using the uh, um, gravity faceplate. Uh, but the one I wanted to really edit, which I can't because it's not an M4A, it's a... Uh, I don't know how it works. I'm not going to claim that it's I know how it works. Noise. It's a thing called Renault. Uh, it's called Renault Voice. Yeah. Uh, and when you have it on, which the is car on by is default, silent because the engine is not. There's no engine. engine. I, just... I, I opened up the bonnet and I was like, "That's nice," and then just closed the bonnet yeah. again because I have no clue what's going it's on. Just a whir, and you yeah, get a yeah. slight whistle sometimes. So Renault Voice basically makes it go. 
and stalking someone, and it, it's not silent. And when you drive, well, she, drove, she drove past it, past me with it on. She's like, Let, let's see what you think about it. And she, she, she drove past me Close with it on. Um, and it made this sound. You ready? Okay. <laughs> Which is exactly like the Jetsons. And that's what it was like, right, okay, I'll put a deposit down today. Really? That's it? Yeah. Meet Sean Bentley. <laughs> Tux, his cat. Claire, his friend. Like and it. Dan Sandman. Brilliant. So, uh, what? Well, going back to the point, if my I could edit it, my car's like from the Flintstones. I, I have to put my feet through the floor. <laughs> um, so, I, I wanted to change that tone. I can't because of the way it works. Because yep. it changes pitch as you go faster or slower. Uh, but I wanted to change it to um, Glados from the first game mm-hmm. when you first figure out how to do a yep. perpetual jump. When she goes, we like that. Just constant. All right. Um, Anyway, There's two minutes where you're talking about your car. You've spent four minutes you talking about happen. your um, you knew it was the good voices. You, you knew it was going to happen. I'm, I'm Tell me s- you didn't know it was going to happen. Yeah, I knew. I'm going to summarise the important bits because these are the bits. Most people. I'm when interested you... to see what you think the important bits are. Okay, uh, the important bit, I think, the, pe- the thing that was like to me went, all right, yeah, it sounds like makes sense because most people would go, you bought an electric car, that's a bit weird. Ah, that's what so many people have been saying. That's what I mean. See, I, I know these things, right? Um, however, I, I was a bit like, I, I, I know we'll have his reasons. I wonder how feasible and practical it's going to be. Um, like for you, there's charging points where you work, yep. which is fine. For free. Exa- exactly. That's the ultimate <laughs> point. Um, pretty much everywhere where you can charge it, it is free because the, moment, the government says the so. Yes, exactly. Well, no, not because the government says so. The government are the people okay. that say we want to make it cheap to buy one of these cars. Hence why they give me a five grand discount on top of the okay. the, the dealer giving me another four grand, which yeah. was awesome. Um, but it's it's both local government and private charging companies that are saying, let's hold off. Let's carry on making it free for now so we can get more people attracted mm-hmm. to the idea. Then we'll charge them. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think that's the most important point. However, you do pay about £75 a month on battery rental. 77 Okay, which negates some of the saving on I petrol. I factored that into the but price. Exactly, I'm sure. I'm sure you did. Um, Total cost is two hundred and two hundred and twenty odd quid. Now, I was going to buy just to sidestep for a second. I think this is an interesting point. I was going to buy a Toyota Igo, one of the new models, because I liked it. Yeah. I like the fact that it's, it's got, got that new seven-inch screen. Uh, it's it's designed by a comic book fan, so it's got the X on the front because he's a big X-Man fan. That's true. That's okay. true. Okay, that's fine. Um, but it's not a reason to buy a car. Well, <laughs> I don't know, mate. Um, <laughs> what podcast are you on? <laughs> um, are, are you honestly saying that if I went out and bought, said, I bought a car because it looks like X-Men, you'd be surprised? Yeah. Ugh. You're not doing, you're not doing it right. Eleven. Um, anyway, so the man in the shop, he was awful. He was a dick. Um, but at the end, the best deal he could do me was with a five hundred pound deposit, one hundred and seventy-five pounds a month. Okay. And that was not including petrol, um, yeah. or all these other things that they were giving me, like servicing, um, uh, roadside. Anyway, anyway. one hundred and seventy-five. Mm-hmm. So we then go up to two hundred and twenty. You have a maths degree, nearly. How much is the difference between 177 and 225? About 50 quid. About 50 48 quid. 48 quid. For that extra 48 pounds a month, mm-hmm. I get 
unlimited petrol or yes. unlimited power. Exactly. I also get roadside breakdown yeah. assistance and I get servicing as well. Which I think is pretty good. And I get to it. drive around in a twenty grand car rather than a twelve grand car. Correct. Okay. That's what sold it to me. That's right. the money side of things. Okay. No also, I think you like people walking up to you and going, Oh so you saw tell it me happen. about it. You saw Twice it happen. I've seen it happen. So I'm in a traffic centre as well. Did I tell you about the first time it happened to me? Oh no, sorry, not the first. The first was boring. It was this old couple. She's like, "Are you putting gas in there?" <laughs> no. Uh, the second Put time. Put an elastic trickery in there. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's a bonafide, superfied, terrified, electrified, electrified. Yeah. six car monorail. Grease light then. Um, <laughs> oh wait, I went the Simpsons route. I went the monorail. <laughs> yeah, song. we could go either way. <laughs> yeah. Electromatic. Um, hydromatic. Sorry. Carry on. Uh, the second time was interesting. So I was right. parked in Trafford Centre in my own personal space. Incidentally, it's amazing driving up to your own personal space mm -hmm. when it's Saturday at 2 o'clock and people are parking literally on top of each other yes. <laughs> to try and get a space. And I rock up to these four, sorry, six spaces that are all coned off so people aren't cheeky. So I just get to pick a cone up, move it to one side, do my reverse parking with my little rear view camera and... Um, um, uh, augmented reality lines. Yeah. Anyway, um, so I was parked. Um, I just charged up. I was just finished work. I start reversing out of my space. So I'm looking at my rear view camera uh, on the screen, and all of a sudden this car pulls up. Okay, fair enough. Well, there's a road behind me that I'm, I'm pulling pulling onto the uh, one of the main car park routes. I have to reverse onto it because I'm coming out of a space. Now, if he parks closer to the wall, which some people do, mm. he would have given me space to, to pull out. But where he'd parked was literally blocking me in. He was making a T-shape. He was making a, a capital T yeah. with my car okay. being the, 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 the little end. Yeah, I get it. Um, and I was like, what's going on here? So I stopped the car. I got out. He got out. I was thinking, what's going on? He goes, what's it like then? <laughs> no word of a lie. So I thought, okay, I'll play along. So I said, come on, get in. Let him sit down in the driver's seat. He's not, in fairness, he's not going to drive off because no, his car's right in the way. <laughs> and he's going, he's going. My daughter's name Zoe. <laughs> She'll love it, and she did. She came down a minute later. Wow. Uh, and we're just chatting away about it, but it's so interesting. And you know, you saw it at the services when yeah. that man came over, and he was like, "How yeah. much is that cost?" They just kind of saunter over, like slightly nervous, like they don't want to say something, and then just like, "So, uh, good mileage, is it?" Which everybody, essentially leads us on to our next story. Everybody, yeah. Every, let me just make a final point okay. before we move on to that. I think everybody that has a driving license is in a situation where they're open to that idea. They kind of know that it's happening. You know, there's other stuff out there that didn't really work. Gas didn't work. It just didn't take off. Um, the, that, that hydrogen car sounds like an amazing idea. Okay. Have you seen that? Isn't that what blew up the Hindenburgs? <laughs> oh God! No, uh, no, they're charging it with with liquid, with uh, with with water. Yeah. Uh, cars that that pump out pure uh, water. Uh, so the only thing coming out the tailpipe is H two O. It's amazing. So they're taking hydrogen yeah. and oxygen, two hydrogens and one oxygen, yeah. and creating water. Yep. I didn't think water could be created nor destroyed. How dare you! Go back, I'll kill podcast, you in your sleep. Guys. Steve Show 1. Listen to Steve make the outrageous claim that water is like energy. It cannot be destroyed. Go check out theoatmill.com is all I'm going to say. Who's incidentally <laughs> more reputable than you are. facts on... On the oatmeal, oatmeal. yeah. Absolutely. On you. Oh, no. On you. No. You should do. it on fact, on science. But anyway, 
Yeah, so there's so, a lot of things coming out. There's, yes. You know, uh, Tesla have got uh, uh, an amazing concept at the moment, but uh, uh, my point being is everybody's interested in it because it's a new technology. Yeah, and I it, get that. And it, 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 the core aspect of it involves let's, let's what face we're it, doing. People even go, oh, iPhone 6 is that? It's a new thing. People haven't quite seen it yet. Yeah, yeah. I know it's been out a couple of months, but it's still not the one that everyone's got, so everyone's asked about it. So this is a way more extreme version of that. I think it's different, though. I mean, if you uh, yeah, but and this is something that most people will never, ever, 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 ever own. But an, an iPhone six, yeah. But, well, there's a good chance it, it, at the minute it seems like a pipe dream to most people, and it's like, oh, you know, I could never have an electric car. But most people could go, oh, I could have an iPhone six phone. I could just walk down to a a phone's for you tomorrow and go and buy one. I think more people than know it are in the situation where they would not only benefit but actually profit from owning one of these cars. Yeah. However, I'm not going to sit here and sell it because I like having all those free spaces. Yeah. Now, Trafford <laughs> Centre have openly said, they've openly said that they will put more spaces in when they start getting used. So they're monitoring it, which is good. It's not going to be like, right, okay, so we've got 12 cars parked. Sorry about that. Go home. <laughs> not right. a chance. Uh, and I, I figured out why they're given free parking spaces um, or, or, or free electric parking. Remember when I said before, it's either a government thing okay. or a private funded thing yeah the reason mm -hmm. why traffic sensor are giving free charging points yeah. something about this the other day a couple of weeks ago i was off work um i'd been out and about uh, I'd, uh, the night before i'd went and seen a, a film can't remember which one and the next day i was like i need some power because i need to do a trip later on didn't want to charge at home because it, it costs <laughs> i have to pay the electricity bill um so i went to traffic center uh, and i went with a friend and we went and got breakfast and then we went into the selfridges store and we went and bought um Baby Ruth. Right. And as I was shopping, I thought, you bastards. That's, that's what... I didn't that, want to charge it at home because it cost me money, so I spend happening. money in your shops. Yeah. So I don't think that they're going to start charging anytime soon. I can see why the service stations would, but for local, yeah. local businesses, it, it makes perfect sense. True. And living it was just like, wow, that's amazing. Yeah. I get it. Anyway. Okay. Steve decided, hang about. If we've got to go from Stockport to Hull, that's going to cost petrol. So Dan could drive, or I could drive. And wait, I'm being Steve here. I'm Dan. Steve said, or Dan I could wants drive. to explain because he doesn't want me to run over. Yeah, exactly. So I could drive. Unbelievable. And, uh, and that'll be free because electricity is free for my car. I can feed my car. So he goes on his little app and he checks where each of the stops are. And he goes, Great, the services about 60 miles from Stockport. There's then another, like, 30 to 40 miles to Hull. There's two charging spots there. No problem. <laughs> God. So we'll oh, get there. Just reminded me we'll arrive bloody in Hull. time. We'll get charged before we go home. And then we'll stop again at the services. And the services have fast charges. So you can get it charged in about 40 minutes. 30, 40 so, minutes. Yeah. yeah. Brilliant. should be 30, but that last 10% is a bitch, isn't yeah. it? Oh, yeah. So um, he then has a look a bit further. You, you want to tell this bit? <laughs> Whole oh county. my You're, god! You were saying there are the two to the county councils, the local are, councils. Yeah, there are two. There are <laughs> two types of charges. Uh, there's uh, AC charges and DC charges uh, for most electric cars. Okay. Uh, I take a, uh, a DC charger. Anyway, I check out the website of the shopping centre that says they have an electric charging point, and they said, "Yeah, yeah, we've got electric charging points." And then I went on this map that tells me specifically what kind of charging points they're using. And, and it said, well, yeah, and it said two, three point thirteen amp. 
And I was like, not familiar with that. <laughs> so I went online and Googled 3.13 amp, not thinking that the answer is completely obvious because it's in every single house. <laughs> and It's a plug socket. I was like, wait a minute. You have a plug you're, socket you're, you're very welcome to use. You're we'll joking just, me. The security guard will ran, plug his kettle. They've just, they've just ran a, a, a posh extension cable from the inside of the shop to one of their charging points. Now, it's worth pointing out at this point, I got a free cable with mine. Uh, if you buy them secondhand, you don't get the free cables. Um, for these Charmod cables, the, 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 the DC chargers, um, they're about £300. Okay. Um, and it goes from, from, from a specialised point to another specialised yep. point. Looks like a caravan power point. Yeah, because it needs to feed in pure power. Yeah, uh, and the pure. car will take literally what you give it. Uh, so if you give it 240 volts, that's fine. If you give it 10 volts, it's okay. Um, so I looked into getting what they call a granny cable. The granny cable is where they have uh, a cable that goes from your yeah, where it goes from your uh, from your car uh, indoors to the just the three pin socket. Now, a couple of shocking facts for you. I don't know whether you remember, but do you, do, you, do you have any idea? How much would you pay? How much If you had an electric car, how much would you pay for a cable that plugs your car into a three-pin socket? Um, a, ca a cable. I wouldn't expect the cable to be much at all, but you have just said that the, the special one is 300 quid. Yeah. So I'd have thought less than that. Okay. You just... Yeah. 500 pounds. Yes. Right? That's a lot of money. And if you think, okay, well, if I pay this magical £500 for this uh, uh, cable doused in unicorn piss, because clearly it must be for that price, uh, surely it must charge my vehicle in a, in a fast and efficient way. Mm -hmm. Again, I think I've already told you this, but uh, take a guess. How long would you think would be a reasonable time to charge your car at a shopping centre? I mean, you chop it for two or three hours, really, aren't you? Right. So two or three hours, you'd still have ten hours to go. It takes 12 to 13 hours. Okay. Hull is the back end of nowhere it's for, right for new end, technology. End for new technology, I was shocked. Yes. Like I made so. that comparison in the video when I said, you remember in Back to the Future 3, uh, when Doc's like, oh my God, uranium's not going to be invented for another 300 years. That's how I feel about being in Hull. But we tried it anyway. Steve was like, I'm up for a challenge. Because he worked it out. To get and back. To yeah, get to from the services to Hull Park and then back, it was going to be... It's 90 miles. 90 miles. 91 miles, wasn't it? 91 miles, yeah. And his car was saying, I'm only going to get you about 86. No, it said 91 miles at the time it said when I did the maths. Oh, actually, I'll point out something else. When the car was first sold to me, um, she was very clear about it. She's like, in this, it likes it likes weather. Yeah, so warm. in the summer, you'll get 120 miles out of it. If you drive it even carefully, you'll get more. In the winter, you'll get about 60 miles out of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So and that's with just up. me in the car. <laughs> we filled up the services. Yeah. And then we drove. And every second of that journey... 50 miles an hour, we 60 on downhills. Yeah, it went 50. Yeah, when, you, when you're going downhill, it charges a little bit. Yeah, yeah. It's good. Unfortunately, because we're going downhill towards the coast... We've got to come back up. It's all right. The problem is now, <laughs> we arrived and we're on 51%. We're making it sound really impractical. Clearly, we need at least 50% of the battery. You've got to admit, it didn't feel like we were going really, really slow, though, did no, it? Did it? After we got fine. used to it. I was all right with 50 at first, I was like, what on earth? Because we did a combination of 50 and 60. Mm. I, was, I was doing both. I was yeah. doing both. You're in no hurry. But that is going to be part two of the adventure. We're going to find <laughs> Whether we out. make it back. Yeah, Do literally. you want to point out what the, what the car said when we got to our, our, our halfway point? Keep in mind, we have to do 90 miles 
What did it say halfway? I can't remember. 45 miles. <laughs> it's 45 on the dot. Uh, and percentage-wise of the battery is uh, 51%. 51%. Yeah. And, and my car gets very there. dramatic when it when it runs out. When it yeah. gets to about five percent, it gets really dramatic. So, we were, guys, you've got to watch that video because it's going to be hilarious. We were panicking. <laughs> it's going to be funny. Uh, get into the actual. We haven't made the end space, yet. Thinking that parking space wasn't going to be there. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, wasn't worried about that. Yeah, but other than that. Anyway, what do you want to talk the, about? We took the ferry. We went to Amsterdam. Um, we had beers, but we, we partook in none of the local delicacies. I've been on this ferry a couple of times now, or, 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 or um, mini cruise, yep. uh, and I know what I think of it. What do you think of it? What was your nice. first impression? It's good. Yeah, it's one of those, it's like a Butlins on water, <laughs> because you go and sit in the bar, and they've got a band on who are um, playing against the backing track, and are singing, blooming, just standards, ABBA, the like. Um, Mama and Mia. Then, on the way back Here to a different band. Again. Exactly the same songs. Yeah. Mm. And we're actually on a different boat with a different band. Different boat, different band. Yeah. On the way here, we're on the Pride of Rotterdam. Mm -hmm. On the way back, we're on the Pride of Hull. Mm. I prefer the Pride of Rotterdam, mainly because of the fact that I like the man that talks. Mainly because the lift works. I like the man that, yeah. Mm. I like the man that talks, the bald man. He's cool. I liked him. And I also like the captain. Mm. I like that he looks right. evil. Like an evil bit. captain. Yeah, like he's stolen this evil. ship and that's his now because that's maritime law. Like he's hiding a parrot ready to stick on his shoulder. Or whatever Maybe. Norwegian parrots say. No, we're not in Norway. Whatever say, Dutch though. parrots say. Dutch. Um, Dutch. Amsterdam was pa lovely. We parrots. saw lots of nice little things. At least when... when, when uh, the sec I think the second day we saw nicer things than the first day. Because the first day we were just like, tired. Really tired. We did do a few bits and pieces yeah, on the Yeah, we walked around. Though. We went looking for a, a shopping centre that had oh a restaurant on the roof, which God. is good. Um, but I I did find it's... I don't think... I don't know whether I needed to be scared, but I felt slightly scared for most of it. Most of the little alleys things going. Really? Yeah. I mean, But that's the bulk of Amsterdam, right. is those little alleyways. It was mostly all right, apart from that red bit. The red bit. The red bit. Did you not that. like the red light district? It was interesting. It's very I find it fascinating. It is. I, I can't it wait to go back. It is very fascinating. But I was definitely. Well, you're like, not attracted to one of the tantric sex shows. <laughs> not with you. No, no, well, I wouldn't have been on stage. No, but just I don't want to go and experience that with. But you would you. on your own. That's a bit weird. No, I would potentially go there with uh, a, a partner. But I would. I don't think I want to go. What did you and Sean do? Went to a, a tantric sex show. I mean, we heard Sting going on about it so much. Thought, let's try it out. <laughs> uh. Oh, and incidentally, Sean tried to stitch me up. He, I, we got on the boat. I'm, like, I'm so tired. I'm going to, I'm going to have a kip. And he went off wandering, and he went mooching around the boat. And he met up with some people that I think he, we saw on the way out here. And we didn't talk to him at that point, but he said, "Hey." When, no, when that's not. Later. That didn't happen. That didn't happen. That right. didn't happen. We you were talking to. We were to. No, we were talking to. I was talking to them, uh, and they're a really nice couple actually. Mm. Um, but I can't remember their names. Shit. Uh, I'm sorry. They'll probably listen to this because they're giving more a link. Um, yeah, the the girl was. Uh, she's a a singer, um, and. Uh, she was talking about what she does and, and who she's met and the fact that she's a massive Pixies fan. She's covered for them uh, and she's met the lead singer and stuff and she was talking about hanging out with Korn and stuff and it was just interesting and I, I started talking about what I did and uh, and she said, who are you here with? I said, Dan, one of the other guys from, from Geek. 
And she was like, oh, we should pretend that we know you. We've heard. And I was like, okay, <laughs> this might be funny. <laughs> this is his name. And the whole, thi- and the whole thing was, uh, she was saying, she was saying, I'm going to ask him to sign me, <laughs> which I found hilarious. Oh, so if I'd have let it go further, I'd have seen some boobage. <laughs> Probably not. But ultimately, they were like, it's Dan. It's Dan, isn't it? You're from Geek. <laughs> You're from Geek. I was like, well, first of all, yes. Secondly... <laughs> For some reason, in my head, I was like, this guy this is, actually this looks is slightly up. familiar. And I thought, and then when he said that, I was like, okay, it's not that I know him from somewhere. He did remind me of someone I used to know. But ultimately, I thought, this is either genuine or a wind-up, and only Steve and Reg call it Geek. Likely. Because I insist that we don't call it Geek, because there is already a Geek.com that we are not. We've got a shorthand, though, that we're allowed to use. Maybe. Okay. But still. And I just looked at Steve and went, nice try. <laughs> and then carried on walking <laughs> and off. Look, and I'm I, like, oh. A little, bit, a little bit like, uh, yeah, you just like, you turn around. You're like, I'm not talking to you anymore. Yeah. Not don't, signing autographs. Don't uh, you. you, you, you what, what, your reaction was, I'm not doing autographs tonight. That was your reaction. Yeah. Not, not signing anything oh. tonight. And the thing is, you joke. But we got recognised at MCM Comic Con in Manchester, so... Oh, God, I've seen you on the internet. Can I be in the background of your video? Yeah, please do. And someone also said they wanted our autograph on the actual YouTubes. So there. Amazing. Anyway. Oh, I've got a really, really good Ebola joke. Oh, no. Too soon. Still going on. Oh, it doesn't matter. You're never going to get it. That's terrible. (laughs) I thought it was good. Because <laughs> it's accurate. Thank you. It's very accurate. I did ask Steve a question while we were on a boat. I asked him what he would, uh, if he had a boat, what would he call it? My um, <laughs> my boat name would be called Wobble- the Wobbly Sausage. Why? Because of the video with the kid in it. It makes me howl. About a wobbly sausage. Okay. I don't like the combination of child and sausage. We haven't got the internet Hopefully on this boat. Or not. Well, we have, but we'd have to pay £3 a, a minute for it or whatever. No, we're off coast now. So I only see boats around. Allow me to take two minutes to explain to you this YouTube video. Okay. Brought to my attention by Reddit of somebody trying to explain what they think of all UK... Uh, of somebody, some American trying to explain what, what they thought all UK children sounds like. sound like. It's a video of this woman lying on a bed, and this kid w- runs into a room. And the husband's clearly filming it, or the boyfriend, or whatever. And this kid just flops his tummy and his whole upper body onto a mum, uh, on top of a mum, and he's holding a thing. And it's a massive, double-ended dildo. And as he flops it down, he's going wobbly sausage. <laughs> he doesn't know what it is. And then he sort of sits up and goes blah 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 blah. And she's like going really serious, like put that down. And he's pissing himself. And he's running. This little kid's running around the room, going, "What blitz us it?" At what point does he start filming this? So the husband's filming it. It's yeah, so funny. He must have seen him walk in with this holding it. It was massive, massive. It just flops onto the bed. It just goes thunk. Wobbly sausage. So, blah, 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 you blah. think that's appropriate boat name? Yeah. I love it. That video was my one more thing. Alright. <laughs> so, uh, well, we can't be one more thing because I haven't showed you it. So, Google it if you're listening right now. Wobbly Sausage UK. Steve will put up a link. Um, I know Reg always says he's going to put up links, but doesn't. But Steve's different. 
Am I? Yeah. Okay. Steve's going to post the link on the Twitters. Um, the interesting thing, Reg has added a few things to this list ready, and one of them it says gay bull. My like Red Bull? I don't know, gay bull. A bull that is gay. Okay. I'm listening. I'm sure it's in. No, that's all I've got. That's <laughs> literally all I've got. Brilliant. Yeah. Um, Are you sure it's not a typo for something else? No, definitely not. Um, I do know something that I think you, you, you would be interested in, though. I know how much, how much you love that film with Anna Kendrick in. About the singing. Oh, Pitch Perfect. It's perfect. Oh, I do love that Pitch yeah, Perfect. And now Pitch Perfect 2. There's nothing I love more than coordinated youths. Yes, we know that. Exactly. I'm stealing that from a friend. Yep. Anna's listening to this. She knows who I'm stealing but it from. But most importantly... Incidentally, Anna, say hi to Stu for me. Most Hurry importantly... On. Flula's in it. I am. DJ Flula Borg. Let me make a bowl. Yes. I do like Flula. We've talked about Flula a lot. I love He's him so YouTube much. YouTube sensation. Um, in fact, a lot of the descriptions that I saw of him, they were going... I, I, I was like, that's Flula, is he in it? And I googled, and I'd look into it. And they're all like, uh, YouTube sensation, DJ, hype man. I'm like, do you know what? what? Yes, that is a good description what of him. What I love about him is that he's not, he's not a one-trick pony. He doesn't just do one thing. No. He does all kinds. He Loads does that. Those little videos that are that incident, incident were the first ones to attract me to him. Mm -hmm. What's his daddy long legs? Yeah. Like them. And that um, is just, that's, it made to look at least like he's waking up at 3 a.m. going, just, why, why would you put fish in a barrel? And then make shooting. Just shooting. It's just one step too many. These are two steps that you. He also does. Need uh, not take. German with a German with Flula. Oh, learn German with German. Yeah, yeah. Um, I did like I have five minutes. Tell me what to do. Where he just went out on Twitter and said, "I have five minutes. Tell me what to do." And someone would say, um, "Throw a banana at a, an old person, and then he'll <laughs> go and find a banana yeah. in five minutes and throw it at an old person." Did you see the uh, AMA amazing. show up? The um, the chap that wrote um, chap. "Go the fuck to sleep." No. Have you seen "Go the fuck to sleep"? Yes, of course I have. I've heard it. Oh, it's amazing! But the guy that writes it is hilarious. Yes. He's it's a, so if anyone funny. Know, it's a kids' book, which literally yeah. is, is like a lovely nursery. It's a rhymes, parody. But everyone, every line, pretty much ends with. And he's recently done another book called "You Have to Fucking Eat." All right. Of course, and there will not? be and there will be more coming. You've hit on gold. Let's keep it going. <laughs> and Samuel L. Jackson will be narrating them all. I think they should get Patrick Stewart to do the second one. <coughs> Sorry, coughing fit. Um, so he did an AMA. He was like, mm -hmm. "I'm that guy that wrote that book, AMA." Yeah. And some of the questions were fantastic. Uh, I mean, of course, you had the um, the typical redditors saying why the cross why crossbow's so awesome. And his reply was, well, because Chewbacca used to have one. Like, I love that people can, artists can off the bat, come, come back with, you know, interesting responses to completely bizarre questions. I like that. I like the fact that he didn't just ignore it. True. Um, and some guy said, uh, why didn't you name this Fred, uh, ask the fuck away or ask me fucking anything, you know, like, and he was like, and he got upvoted to shit and he's like, nope, gonna leave that for you. Although there is the edit button, but I'm gonna let you gonna let you have that fame um, but he was he's a really he seems like a really nice guy he's talking about the fact that he did it for um, to try and share with other parents the frustration and angst he was going through with his daughter okay. and he literally couldn't get her to sleep uh, and somebody posted well actually there was a couple of questions uh, based on the fact that there have been people reading this book 
and being like, that's insane that he thinks he can release that as a children's book. But it's not, though. I know. <laughs> I know. It's a, it's a book I know. meant to look like I a know. children's book. It's ridiculous. And he asked a question. He was asked a question. Somebody said, uh, have you shown your daughter this book? He was like, absolutely. I want, I want to show her why we live in a house and not in a, in a banana box. <laughs> um, you know, uh, and he was like, but she understands that the, the language in it is adult humor and they're words that she should never, ever mm-hmm. use. But she's absolutely seen the book. She's four yep. years old. I'm not going to desensitize her from it, which I think is a good attitude to have. Um, but Kevin the people- Smith showed his daughter, Harley Quinn, um, Jane Silent Bob's right back yeah. when she was like five with the sound off yeah and I like you think about that that's actually amazing because that is such a visual like cartoony film yeah and then there's Scooby-Doo and she's like that's daddy and Scooby-Doo <laughs> getting high yeah <laughs> but, <laughs> heads but, up Amsterdam but none of that would, would 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 even be on her radar there's no rude words there's no like there's nothing really bad in it yeah it's just a really like and that's the same thing yeah fair enough to look at the pictures tell the stories i don't have kids uh i've said it in previous comic-con videos that i'd like one just to dress it up in stuff (laughs) um yes hashtag steve's whimsies we need to do something with steve with steve's whimsies need to bring it back Mm -hmm. hashtag bring back steve's whimsies he did a bit of parkour today on the uh i amsterdam did you record me trying to get up there yeah (laughs) <laughs> Did it look awful? Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Um, what was my point? Oh, yeah, haven't got kids. But I imagine that if I had a kid and I made something, regardless of what it was that I made, I'd want to share it. Uh, to, to, to whatever extent is... is, hey, is isn't that what the Steve show is all about? Yeah. Leaving a legacy. So when you, you, when you die one day, your child can happen. listen back and go... This is what Daddy was like. What would Daddy what do? A boring bar steward. How dare you? What would Daddy do? Yeah, he never could really stay on one subject, could he? No. Peas are great, aren't they? 